Yes, praise be to God. I hope you're safe. I hope the Lord has kept you safe and sound. This is a day that the Lord has met. We shall rejoice and we shall be glad in you. Thank you for joining us for our time in the study of the Word of God. Here we study the Bible and we aim to study from the book of Genesis to Revelation. And by the grace of God, we've done 27 books of the Bible. If you've not been able to listen to all the podcasts we've done straight from the book of Genesis, you can find them on all podcast platforms like Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, you name it, you'll find us there. And you can also uh, check us out via our website, BibleIndepth.com. There you know everything concerning the network, and I believe the Lord shall speak to you, shall uh, bless you even as you go ahead and uh, visit and learn. Now we are studying the book of Hosea, and uh, we want to continue with the study that we started on, and uh, we have done eight chapters, we want to continue today, and I believe that as we study, God also reveals his word to you, because there's no limitation to revelation, God reveals his word to every single person who shows the need, for everybody who wants God to speak to you, indeed he will come, and he will speak to you. And uh, that we believe here, and that we open our hearts and let God speak. We open our hearts and ask him to come and uh, speak to us. Today, I want us to continue with the book of Hosea. Chapter 9 starts by saying, Do not rejoice, O Israel, with exaltation like the nations, for you have played the harlot, forsaking your God. That we saw, the playing the harlot is a consideration that these guys made started worshipping other gods, yet they have the Almighty God with them. They have the one who brought them out of captivity. And they decided to forsake him and play the hallowed. So that's what he's talking about here. And they forsaken God. You have loved hallowed's earnings on uh, every threshing floor. Threshing floor and wine press will not feed them. And the new wine will fall, will fail them. They will not remain in the Lord's hand. And he says, but Ephraim will return to Egypt. He's talking, remember we said Ephraim is a representation of Israel here. And he says, you will return to Egypt. You return to your captor, the initial one where I brought you from. You return to that place where you had been and I picked you from. Why? Because you're seeking refuge. You're seeking help. Things are bad home. And we looked at that yesterday that when you fail to walk with God, when you fail to represent God, you end up returning to that place of captivity. You end up going back to that old life and it's not good at all. And he says, and in Assyria, they will eat unclean food. This we saw come to pass because they were eventually taken as captives uh, by Assyria, assimilated into that empire, a huge empire across the world. And they lost their identity. Here he says, they will even be there and eat unclean food. Reason is, as per the law, when you're home in Israel, you keep the laws. You not eat uh, that which I told you not to eat. When you've been taken away and assimilated far off, some of you taken to Africa, others to Asia, where Assyria has its empire uh, wide. When you get there, you can't make decisions on what to eat or not. If they've sold you uh, or taken you into a household that does not represent that, they will tell you, eat this and you'll eat. Otherwise, you'll starve to death. So, they will even eat unclean food when they are taken there. 
they will not pour out drink offerings of wine to the Lord because they will find it aware those who are watching you. So eventually it will die out. You will not give those offerings that were required of you by the Lord. Their sacrifices will not please him. Their bread will be like the mourner's bread. All who eat of it will be defiled, for the, their bread will be for themselves alone. It will not enter the house of the Lord. What will you do on the day of the appointed festival and on the day of the feast of the Lord? For behold, they will go because of destruction. Egypt will gather them up. Memphis will bury them. Weeds will take over their treasures of silver. Thorns will be in their tents. The days of punishment have come. The days of retribution have come. Let Israel know this. They are being told, because you fail to walk with God, you should know it that trouble has come. The prophet is a fool. <laughs> That's what he's saying here. Because even, first of all, for those that have been given a prophet to speak to them, they consider him like he does not understand. They consider him that way. The inspired man is de demented. Because of the grossness of your iniquity and because of your hostility is so, because your hostility is so great, Ephraim was a watchman with my God, a prophet. Yet, the snare of a bad watcher is in all his ways. Even the ones who used to stand for God, even the priests, yeah, they are not those that can be looked at right now because of what they've turned into. And there is only hostility in the house of his God. They have gone deep in depravity. As in the days of Gibeah, he will remember their iniquity. He will punish their sins. Yeah, Thank God right now, uh, because of the coming of Christ, this, this is not the case. Yeah, He does not remember your iniquity. He forgives you because when you believe in Christ and you join that uh, work of salvation, your sins are remembered no more. Yeah, God puts his grace upon you. Yeah, I found Israel like grapes in the wilderness. I saw your forefathers as the earliest fruit of the fig tree in its first season. But they came to Balpour and devoted themselves to shame, and they became as detestable as that which they loved. As for Ephraim, their glory will fly away like a bird. No birth, no pregnancy, and no conception. Though they bring up their children, yet I will bereave them until no man is left. Yes, woe to them indeed when I depart from them, Ephraim, as I have seen. Is planted in a pleasant meadow like Tyre. But Ephraim will bring out his children for slaughter. Give them, O Lord, what will you give them? Give them a miscarrying womb and dry breasts. All their for evil is at Gilgal. Indeed, I came to hate them there because of the wickedness of their deeds. I will drive them out of my house. I will love them no more. All their princes are rebels. Ephraim is stricken, their root is dried up, they will bear no fruit, even though they bear children, I will slay the precious ones of their womb. My God will cast them away because they have not listened to him and they will be wanderers among the nations. That is a punishment that Israel goes through because they fail to walk with God. How sad. Israel is a luxuriant vine. He produces fruit for himself. The more his fruit, the more the altars he made. The richer his land, the better he made the sacred pillars. Their heart is faithless. Now they must bear their guilt. When they prospered, they went more evil. When they prospered, they considered evil. Key for us to know. Sometimes, it's, by the way, it's a habit. Oh, we've seen a trend. Let me call it that. That when people prosper, they forget God. 
when people start making money they forget about god when people start prospering in life they forget about the one who created them that is something we see today same thing as israel here that is being mentioned when their vineyards were growing they forgot god when they were making it in life they forgot god now the Lord will break their altars and destroy their sacred pillars. Surely now they will say, we have no king, for we do not revere the Lord. As for the king, what can he do for us? They speak mere words. With worthless oaths they make covenants. And judgment sprouts like poisonous weeds in the furrows of the field. The inhabitants of Samaria will fear for the calf of Bethaven. Indeed, its people will mourn for it, and its idolatrous priests will cry over it. Over its glory, since it has, depart, he, it has departed from it, the thing itself will be carried to Assyria when they are being taken for captivity. They will carry all this with them. That's what they're saying. As attribute to King Jerob, Ephraim will be seized with shame, and Israel will be ashamed of its own counsel. Samaria will be cut off with her king. Of course, Samaria represents the region still of the northern kingdom. That is Israel, like a stick. On the surface of the water, also the high places of Aven, the scene of Israel will be destroyed. Thorn and thistle will grow on their altars, and they will say to the mountains, Cover us, and to the hills, Fall on us. From the days of Gibeah, you have seen, O Israel. There they stand. Will not the battle against the sons of iniquity overtake them in Gibeah? When it is my desire, I will chastise them. And the peoples will be gathered against them. When they are bound for their double guilt, Ephraim is a trained heifer that loves to thresh, but I will come over her fair neck with a yoke. I will harness Ephraim. Judah will plow. Jacob will harrow for himself. So with a view to righteousness, reap in accordance with kindness, break up your fallow ground, for it's time to seek the Lord until he comes to rain righteousness on you. You have plowed wickedness. You have reaped injustice. Hmm? You have eaten the fruit of lies because you have trusted in your way, in your numerous warriors. Therefore, a tumult will arise among your people, and all your fortresses will be destroyed, as Shalman destroyed Bethabel on the day of battle. When mothers were dashed in pieces with their children, thus it shall be done to you at Bethel because of your great wickedness. At the dawn of the king of Israel will be completely cut off. Of course, we saw all this come to pass when they were being taken into captivity by Assyria. When you get away from God, you invite trouble. When you run away from God, you invite trouble for yourself. And that Israel knew. That Israel had prophets who came and warned them, but still they did not listen. And somebody out there, you're being warned. You're being warned. Do not leave the Lord, because when you leave the Lord, you're prone for judgment, destruction, punishment. And this all comes. When Israel was a youth, I loved him. And out of Egypt, I called my son. This is, uh, it can take on different forms. Israel, at its youthful stage, is uh, at that point where they are being born and uh, taken out of Egypt. Yeah, There, the love of God was with them. Yeah, And he walked with them. That's where the nation of Israel is being born. But even uh, when they come out and send out of Egypt, I called my son. From there, of course, he picks them. Yeah, they're his children as Israel. He picks them out and uh, he brings them to this land that is promised. However, when you refer to uh, Matthew chapter 2, verse 15, 
uh, it says, and there, and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, out of Egypt I have called my son. Now, what is happening here? Uh, when um, you read earlier in, in the book of Matthew chapter 2, it talks about Jesus himself when there was a threat to kill uh, the children that he's taken to Egypt by his parents. And he was there until the death of Herod, who wanted him dead, that it might be fulfilled out of Egypt, I have called my son. So this plays on both ends, that uh, it's prophecy fulfilled as well as spoken by Hosea here, because Jesus is then called out of Egypt after the death of Herod, when trouble is done. The more they called them, the more they went from them. They kept sacrificing to the Baals and burning incense to idols. Yet it is I who told Ephraim to walk. I took them in my arms, God is saying. I told you, I brought you out of trouble. I brought you out of a life that was uh, a mess. And I gave you a good life. I decided to walk with you. I decided to do good things for you. But what have you decided to do? Sacrificing to Baals. Worshipping other gods. Walking a life of the world. Hmm? And he said, But they did not know that I healed them. I led them with cords of a man, with bonds of love, and I became to them as one who lifts the yoke from their jaws. I bent down and fed them. They will not return to the land of Egypt, but Assyria, he will be their king. Kapta is coming. Because they refuse to return to me, the sword will well against their cities. This is the beauty here. God says they refuse to return to me. It implies that yes, you can fall, but always make a decision to go back to God. Yes, you can fall, but always consider going back to God and walking with God. That goes to us as well. Yes, you can fall. Yes, you can get troubles. But remember to always go back to God. This Israel refused to do. And he says, I will demolish their get bars and consume them because of their counsels. So my people are bent on turning from me. Though they call them to the one on high, none at all exalts him. How can I give you up, O Ephraim? How can I surrender you, O Israel? How can I make you like Adma? How can I treat you like Zeboim? My heart is turned over within me. He feels also the, the pain of having to let go of his own. yeah, And says, all my compassions are kindled. I will not execute my fierce anger. I will not destroy Ephraim again. For I am God and not man, the Holy One in your midst. And I will come in wrath. They will walk after the Lord. He will roar like a lion. Indeed, he will roar. And his sons will become trembling from the west. Will come trembling from the west. They will come trembling like birds from Egypt. And like doves of the land of Assyria. And I will settle them in their houses, declares the Lord. Ephraim surrounds me with lies. And the house of Israel will deceit. Judah is also unruly against God. Even against the Holy One. Who is faithful. Now, this is not just about the northern tribes. Also the southern. Benjamin and Judah. They were doing the same. But somehow God still reserves that grace for the sinner. And he considers them. Ephraim feeds on wind and pursues the east wind continually. He multiplies lies and violence. Moreover, he makes a covenant with who? Assyria. The one who is coming to capture. And oil is carried to Egypt. The Lord has a dispute with Judah. And will punish Jacob according to his ways. He will repay him according to his deeds. In the womb, he took his brother by the heel. You remember who did that, Jacob. 
And he, in his maturity, he contended with God. Yes, he wrestled with the angel. You remember that? Jacob did that when when uh, uh, we, we read through uh, Genesis chapter 32, verse 28. He contended with God. Yeah. He took the heel of his brother, Genesis 25. Yeah. That is Esau while they're being born. And it goes, he wept and sought his favor. He found him at Bethel. Yeah. That is uh, Genesis 28:13. Even. Uh, at Genesis 35:10, yeah, he sought his favor. He found him at Bethel. And there he spoke with us, even the Lord, the God, the Lord, the God of hosts, and the Lord is his name. Therefore, return to your God. Hey, your forefather, great, 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 great did all this. What has happened to you that have come out of him? I refer to you as Jacob because you're from him. That's what is happening. That's why they are being referred to as Jacob, they came from him and say, your God, your your forefather sought God, what has happened to you? Observe kindness and justice and wait for your God continually. A merchant in whose hands are false balances. He loves to oppress. And Ephraim said, surely I have become rich. I have found wealth for myself. In all my labors they'll find in me no iniquity which would be seen. But I've been the Lord your God since the land of Egypt, I will make you live in tents again. As in the days of the appointed festival, I have also spoken to the prophets and I gave them numerous visions. And through the prophets, I gave them parables. Is there iniquity in Gilead? Surely they are worthless. In Gilgal, they sacrifice bulls. Yes, their altars are like the stone heaps beside the pharaohs of the field. Now Jacob fled to the land of Aram and Israel worked for a wife. And for a wife, he kept sheep, but by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel from Egypt. Of course, here, uh, this is uh, comparing Genesis 29, verse 20, uh, saying, And Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed unto him but a few days for the love he had for her. They are talking about Jacob here in reference to Israel. Yeah, because uh, that's where it all comes from. Yeah, and uh, from that story you read, seven years serving for Rachel uh, because uh, he loved, and that's where the children come from. And uh, also, but by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel from Egypt. That is clear because he led them, that pillar of cloud that went before them, and uh, they were led out of, and that is Moses who is in charge of bringing them out with that guidance. And uh, and by the prophet, he was kept. Ephraim has provoked to bitter anger, so his Lord will leave his blood guilt on him and bring back his reproach on him. When Ephraim spoke, there was trembling. He exalted himself in Israel, but through Baal he did wrong and died. And now they sin more and more. And make for themselves molten images, idols, skillfully made from their silver. All of them the work of craftsmen. He says, these guys would stand and talk and the world would shake. They would decide and make decisions and the world would shake. But what happened? The moment they brought in Baal, the moment they started to serve other gods, the moment you forget the almighty God, that's the end. And may God help us not to forget him. 
May God help us not to go away from him. Because the moment we do that, then we are off. We are off track. We are in for judgment. And says, they say of them, let the men who sacrifice kiss the calves. Therefore, they will be like the morning cloud and like the dew, which soon disappears, like the chaff which is blown away from the threshing floor and like smoke from a chimney. Yet I have been the Lord your God since the land of Egypt. I have been the one for you. I have given you food to eat from the wilderness. I rained down bread every morning for you from Egypt. I gave you water. It would flow. Hit a rock and water would flow and you have provision. I even put a cloud that you are not burnt by the sun. Ah, during day, it would come and provide for you some uh, sort of shadow that uh, you are not heat. Yeah? You would have the protection from the heat. At night, it would act as the light that shines for you in the camp. I have been your God since the land of Egypt, and you are not to know any God except me. For there is no savior beside me. I cared for you in the wilderness. There is no savior beside me. He tells them. And even today we need to know there is no savior beside him. Christ is the savior. People will come out and say all words. That they have the trick. They have. They know how to do it. How to maneuver. They take you through life. There is no savior apart from Christ. You need Christ. In the land of drought. As they had their pasture, they became satisfied. And being satisfied, their heart became proud. With satisfaction, sometimes comes pride. Hmm? And he says, therefore they forgot me. So I'll be like a lion to them. Like a leopard, I'll lay, lie in wait by the wayside. I'll encounter them like a bear robbed of her cubs. I'll tear open their chests. There I'll also devour them like a lioness. As a wild beast, I'll tear them. It is your destruction, O Israel, that you are against me, against your help. Where now is your king, that he may save you in all your cities? And your judges, in whom you requested, you make a request. And I gave it to you, give me a king and princes. I gave you a king. Hmm? That's what they asked in my anger. That's where the soul came from, by the way. God didn't want uh, them to have a king. He said, I'm enough. But they said, no, we want a king. We want to be like other nations. Yeah, and says, and I took him away in my wrath. You know the end of Saul, how it happened uh, after he had uh, uh, disobeyed. Yeah, and God creeps on and says, the iniquity of Ephraim is bound up; his sin is stored up. The pains of childbirth come upon him. He is not a wise son, for it is not the time that he should delay at the opening of the womb. Shall I ransom them for the power shell? Shall I redeem them from death? Or death, where are your thorns? Or shell, where is your sting? This we always say uh, in those services. Uh, but uh, here, it's, it was, it's of course showing you that they have no power. Yeah? Compassion will be hidden from my sight, though he flourishes among the reeds. And the east and east wind will come. The wind of the Lord comes from the wilderness, and his fountain will become dry, and his spring will be dried up. It will plunder his treasury. Of every precious article, Samaria will be held guilty, for she has rebelled against her God. They will fall by the sword. Their little ones will be dashed in pieces, and their pregnant women will be ripped open. This is judgment coming upon this land. 
that God loved his children of God. And now we get to the final chapter of this book of Hosea, chapter 14. Return, O Israel, to the Lord your God. There is always that. There is always that cry. There is always that plea for you to return. And somebody is listening to me today. And God saying, return to me. Leave that life. Return to me. Return to me, my child. He says, return, O Israel, to the Lord your God. For you have stumbled because of your iniquity. Take words with you and return to the Lord. Yes, you have fallen. Yes, you've done all the crooked things. Yes, you've lived a life that is reckless, but return to the Lord. Say to him, take away all iniquity and receive graciously that we may present the fruit of our lips. Assyria will not save us. Of course, it's just going to take you into captivity. It's not going to save you. Hmm? We will not ride on horses. Nor will we say again our God. Yeah, because we're going to be taken into captivity to the works of our hands. For in you, the orphan finds mercy. In God, the orphan finds mercy. In God, the one who has nothing finds hope. Psalms chapter 10 verse 14. You have seen it for you. Behold mischief and spite to requite it with your hand. The poor commits himself unto you. You are the helper of the fatherless. That is in scripture for us. The orphan finds mercy in God. For you who is out there and you have nothing. And uh, things seem helpless. And it's like there is no hope for you. The orphan finds mercy before God. The one who has nothing finds hope before God. The one who seems like they are alone in this world. They find mercy before God. So you seek God. You go before him. And he will help you. And says I will heal their apostasy. I will heal their apostasy. I will love them freely. God loves you freely. You've done nothing to deserve all this love. God just loves you freely. You don't have to pay him. These days is love of all sorts. You buy me a car, then I'll love you. If you don't give me money, then I don't love you. If you don't buy me this, I don't love you. There are conditions attached to love. If you don't give me a good life, then I'm out. But God loves freely. Even you who is out there today, God loves you freely. Where are you going to find such a person? Where are you going to find such an institution? Where are you going to find such love? And by the way, for the love of God, amazingly, when he loves freely, he even goes ahead and gives freely. Where are you going to find such that will love you and even give to you? without strings attached, is God. And he tells them, I will love them freely. For my anger has turned away from them. I will be like the due to Israel. God is merciful. He says, yes, you've wronged me. Yes, I've not been happy with you, but I'll consider you once again. And says, for my anger has turned away from them. He will blossom like the lily. And he will take root like the cedars of Lebanon. His shoots will sprout. And his beauty will be like the olive tree. And his fragrance like the cedars of Lebanon. Those who live in his shadow will rise, will again rise, raise grain. And they will blossom like the vine. His renown will be like the wine of Lebanon. O Ephraim, what more have I to do with idols? It is I who answer and look after you. He's reminding him, Israel, leave the idols behind. It's me who looks after you. 
And he's telling us today as well, leave that life behind. Leave the world behind. It's I who looks after you. Yeah? Somebody said that uh, you will have to uh, have an affair with me so that you get a job, so that you get money that helps you through life, so that you move to the next level. God says, leave that behind. You might have messed up already. But you don't have to continue in the same way. He says, leave that behind and come to me because it is I who looks after you. I'll provide the money you need. I'll provide the school fees you're looking for. I'll provide the, the rent you're looking for. I'll give you that hope and the future that you need. Leave that behind. Leave the rest behind. Leave the idols behind. Leave the people that you've elevated to the status of God because they are the ones who give you provisions. Leave them behind and trust in me. Seek me. You will find me and I'll help you. I'll look after you. That's a promise he makes to Israel. That's a promise he makes to you today. And he says, I am like a luxuriant cypress. From me comes your fruit. It's amazing. From God, that's where your fruit comes from. Not only physical fruit, the things you eat, but even the character that you move, you, that is part of you, the, the life that you exhibit, that fruit of your life comes from him. When you have God, then it's beautiful. When you lack God, then it's empty, wasteful. People don't receive the, that which is supposed to come out of you that was predestined for you to uh, produce. From him comes your fruit. Whoever is wise, let him understand these things. Whoever is discerning, let him know them. For the ways of the Lord are right, and the righteous will walk in them, but transgressors will stumble in them. The ways of the Lord are right. And the righteous walk in them. God is clear here. My ways are not your ways. Mine are right. For anybody that's out there today, God says, my ways are right. And the righteous walk in them. If we are not walking in a righteous way, then we are walking in a totally different manner and in things that don't honor God. Then we are walking a life of transgressors. May God give us the grace. May God help us walk for him. May God help us do that which pleases him. Hosea, as we may know him mostly, is given a big task to marry a prostitute, live with an adulterous woman. But that was a message God was trying to send to his people, Israel, that he loves them, but they've decided to go ahead and do as they please and go out seeking other men other idols in halotry this was brought out in a clear example with what Hosea was told to do God loves us and he'll give us another opportunity and we need to take it and walk with him for anybody out there today I encourage you return to the Lord and you'll be safe Father we thank you for your word today we thank you for all that you do for us. Help us stand for you and walk with you all the days of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.